You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. This is a special episode where we're going to talk all about D23. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, what's happening, Mike and uh, Star Wars fans? Welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. We're going to talk some uh, D23. And uh, Mm -hmm. the first question I have for you, Mike, is, I know I've heard this before, but what the heck does D23 stand for again? Do you know it? Do you know? Uh, D23, oh, man. Um... (laughs) It's a it's I'll a trivia it question right off the bat. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> there's got to be a there's got to be a reason. Well, the though, right? D obviously stands for Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, D twenty three is is I uh, oh okay here we go. Uh, so D twenty three is is their fan club, the official Disney fan club. Oh, okay. uh, the D stands for Disney, and the twenty three stands for nineteen twenty three, which is the year Walt Disney founded the company. Oh, okay. So there, there you we go. go. So that's that's well, trivia to start out. All right, yeah. I like it. <laughs> um, and uh, and they hold this biannual convention, basically right. similar to Star Wars Celebration. But D twenty three used to be like real below the radar back in the day because it used right. to just be like, oh yeah, uh, maybe a Pixar movie is coming, or maybe this yeah. uh, animation is coming, like Meet the Robinsons or something like that. Like some things that nobody cares about, right? Chicken Little. Um, stuff that's like sort of in that weird dark era of Disney mm-hmm. where they were producing content, but they weren't really other than Pixar, there wasn't really anything of note. Um, and then obviously they bought Marvel and, uh, and then eventually Star Wars and now D23 and, and then their, their, their animation division started back up with mm-hmm. crazy stuff like uh, crazy good stuff like Tangled and uh, Big Hero 6 and most recently uh, Moana and <clears throat> yeah like they they just started like cracking out hit after hit after hit with Disney animation obviously the Star Wars movies the Marvel movies and then the live action stuff started being awesome as well right uh, Tron oh, yeah. uh, uh, John Carter um, these are the sorts of things that like like there and and we've got stuff coming you know like all these live action versions of Disney movies like we just had Jungle Book and we're gonna have um, 
Lion King, yeah. Lion King coming, yeah. and uh, what's yeah. the next one? The next one is the next one. Lion King? No, Beauty and the Beast well, just they... happened. Yes. Yeah, maybe Lion uh, King is next. It might be. Yeah, yeah. John Favreau directing Lion King. Yeah. So, so all that stuff, basically. D23, I mean, like, Star Wars Celebration is Star Wars Celebration, and it can't be topped because it is what it is. But D23 is very quickly um, becoming a contender in that arena. And I really wish that they would get on a schedule where you've got Star Wars Celebration one year and then D23 the next. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be a perfect sort of cadence for them. Because with D23, not only do you get Star Wars stuff, which we're going to talk about today, but you also get, uh, you you also get Marvel stuff, and like I said, you get all that, the animation and live action stuff. I mean, like there was like Wreck It Ralph two and and Lion King and and all Incredibles this stuff. Too, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Incredibles too. Like so much stuff was talked about. It was a crazy, crazy weekend. But um, but we're gonna keep it to Star Wars tonight, and yeah, uh, and we're basically as much as gonna, stuff there was. Yeah, Ooh. we're gonna run down. The news coming out of D23, um, starting with The Last Jedi. So mm-hmm. I uh, there was a Last Jedi panel. Um, they haven't released. I This is the one place where, where I think D23 is not as good as Celebration for sure, and they need to work on it. Star Wars Celebration. Live uh, like I mean, you and I were not at this most recent one in Orlando, but uh, that didn't really matter because all the all the important panels were yes. streamed live on YouTube. And I basically, even though I was at home, I spent the whole weekend at Star Wars Celebration, and yeah. I would have done the same thing with with D twenty three because there were lots of panels that I would have loved to have watched. Um, but uh, but they haven't quite gotten there yet. So well, I haven't seen too much footage from the actual panel. I've sort of seen a video here, a video there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big thing coming out of the panel was the behind-the-scenes featurette. Um, right. They did the same thing two years ago uh, at Comic-Con uh, with The Force Awakens. We got that awesome behind-the-scenes featurette. Um, and, uh, and this time around for last Jedi, we, we get it at D 23. Um, and it basically, I mean, look, it, it's not, it's not that surprising. Uh, because, uh, I think we knew, we knew what to expect. We knew we wouldn't get a new trailer, but we knew we were going to get something. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was happy to get it, but it is, we don't have a lot of story stuff to talk about. We don't have a right. lot of character stuff to talk about. But there are some interesting tidbits, and Matt, you've kind of you've you've got a list, and I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you. Yeah. I'm betting this is pretty comprehensive with yeah, the interesting I things. I just kind of wrote down like shot for shot some of the stuff we saw in the trailer, and yeah. and I'm I'm kind of on the same line along the same lines as you as I knew we weren't gonna get a trailer, and they pretty much said, hey, you know, D23, you're not gonna you're gonna get maybe a behind the scenes thing, and you know, Comic-Con so far, it doesn't look like we're getting anything, but we'll see what happens. You never know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was, I was like, okay, I know I'm not getting a trailer, so I'm going to, I can't wait to see this behind the, the, or the sizzle reel. Yeah. Um, these sizzle reels are usually pretty darn good. Um, the music in there and the, and the voiceover that they have. And, um, and this was no exception. This was a, I, to me, I thought it was a pretty great sizzle reel. We got some things and this thing starts off, I guess we could just start off with, uh, I just we'll just highlight some of the things that we saw. This thing starts off with um, an opening shot of the crew working on the sets, 
And uh, what looks like to me, it looks like it's the cave uh, for Octo. Um, you see some stone huts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Is, is that what you thought it was, Mike? Uh, the yeah, cave I think on Octo? So. Yeah. Yeah. So they're kind of going over that. Uh, and then we get to a scene uh, or a shot of R2. And the thing that stood out to me with just this, they were carrying R2 was that there's, it's an R2 that an actor can fit into it, right? So it mm-hmm. looks like they're still going to use, even though Kenny Baker is no longer with us, they are still going to, it looks like going to use a practical R2 and, and put somebody in the can there and uh, do that kind of thing. So that was kind of cool to see that. And then we get the Canto Bite speeders what i think they are uh on this rich casino planet have you do you know anything about this casino planet mike yet just sort of just sort of the rumors and speculation and that sort of thing i mean it 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 just seems um i think i think what we're we're seeing here is is like the the sort of organized crime aspect of star wars that we're used to seeing but Mm -hmm. in in like a more high scale version um right uh, so yeah, like we're used to seeing like the the most icely Jabba's palace, uh, Maz's castle, sort of mm-hmm. thing, like these hideaways. But this is more like the uh, the the Vegas sort of like gangsters out in the open, uh, dressed right, to the yeah. nines, sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting, and I think that that what we're gonna see, I think that it links up with some of the footage that we saw in the in the trailer from Star Wars Celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, like Phasma walking out of the fire, and there's like the buildings and stuff burning behind them. Like I think that that stuff's connected because uh, some of the first um, sort of spy photos that we saw were actually of you know some of these speeders and the people in the in the sort of the Star Wars version of black tie outfits mm-hmm. running from explosions and stuff like that. So okay, uh, yeah. yeah, I think we're going to see that I think that's what's going to happen there. And then I I remember seeing um <clears throat> I think it was I think at the time everybody thought that it was uh Finn and Rey on the back of of some sort of creature. But I think it might actually be Finn and Rose. I don't. Yes, I, that, I think so that's too. that's yeah. the 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 vibe that I'm getting. Um, mm. And I think one of the biggest things that I that I took away from this is that Rose is going to be a very big character in this story. I think she's going to be very important. Um, yeah, I have some thoughts on her when we get a shot of her later on. Yeah, I'll save sure. it for a minute though. Um, but yeah, I think this casino planet. This thing might have uh, a bigger. We might be at this casino planet for a while. It seems like maybe this this character by Benicio del Toro, um, DJ. I think uh, he's going to play a part in this casino planet too. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Um, and we get the shot. Uh, and by the way, just real quick, this is all between me and Mike, as far as I know, Mike. Um, it's all speculation. I, I'm yeah. not. I, I don't have any clue of anything. I haven't looked at any spoilers. So this is all just speculation. Anyway, uh, we get a shot of a cameraman being enveloped by. At first, I was like, what the heck? And then, oh, yeah, it's this red sand of the new planet crate that we've seen in the trailer. Yeah. So it's a real slow motion shot. And this guy's just getting covered in this red stuff. So uh, pretty cool shot there. And then actually a really cool shot of the Millennium Falcon with Chewie by a campfire. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know what you think, Mike. Uh, probably towards the beginning of the movie, I'm assuming, when he's waiting on Ray. I think so. I think, I look, yeah. I, I think um, one of the biggest things... Uh, that's going to throw people for a loop with this movie is I, I don't think that <clears throat> that we're going to start on Octo. I, I think that we'll start somewhere oh. else, 
more than okay. likely with Kylo Ren. That's my uh-huh. guess. Is that you know like we'll get the crawl and then we'll get the 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 camera pan down to whatever planet and I think that we might start with Kylo Ren um, wherever Snoke is and and we might just like go right into that because if you if you look at Empire mm-hmm. you start Empire with um, with the the the. Well, I guess you start with the Star Destroyers. Star right? Destroyer, yeah. And then you yeah. see the, the things pop out or whatever. But, um, right. And, and then we go to Hoth. But <clears throat> actually, I think I'm thinking more Return of the Jedi we start with. We mm-hmm. start with the Vader and Stop. all that. But, Vader, right, right. Yeah, like I think, that, I think that'll, be, that'll be sort of the tone that's set right off the beginning is that like, like I, I think that, that they're going to keep the Luke Skywalker stuff in suspense for like the first 15 minutes of the movie. Right? <laughs> Just teasing us like, yeah. we're all waiting. Come on. We want to see and what then, happens. And then I think from there, like whatever happens there, um, cause I could totally see, cause this movie picks up right after the events of, uh, the force awakens. So mm-hmm. it would be like pan down to the planet that, that Snoke is on. And, Kylo Ren's shuttle like flies past, um, mm-hmm. and then you know he goes down and talks to Snoke, and and we get a little bit of the, the, uh, the story of of not necessarily story, but just sort of intimation of how Hux and Kylo got off the planet before it dis- was destroyed, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then uh, and then from there we cut directly back to Octo, and it's and it's Luke receiving yeah. the, the lightsaber yeah well speaking of that there you go that was one of the shots um john we see john boyega in a flight suit so obviously we know he gets out of the uh mm-hmm. he, he gets out and back to his thing and we'll talk about in that a in a pilot unit, yeah uniform, yeah Resistance and then like you said uh mark hamill uh, we see him uh in the attire in his the tire that we saw at the end of uh, force awakens he's sitting mm-hmm. in a cave with ryan johnson it kind of kind of reminded me of that shot of um of uh of um uh, who directed uh why am i drawing a blank on the director already uh jj abrams and uh and uh the writer for han solo movie gosh i'm drawing a blank today oh, Lawrence is, yeah how they're yeah. sitting on, on the on the deck of look like the first order yeah. back yeah, for sure back in so it kind of kind of harken back to that but but what was cool is uh like you said ray handing luke his lightsaber and you see his fingers are taped uh, off, you know, for the CGI, so they can yeah. uh, they can put in the, the robot arm. So I think I think you could be right about it. This thing starting Empire or Return of the Jedi wise, and then we cut to maybe a shot like they showed with the Falcon there, and Chewie's like hanging out on the campfire, and then the Ray is up there doing this thing. So I think you could be on something there as far as how that how that develops for the movie uh, might throw us off, like you said, not start with that right on October, but get to it after a few minutes. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here's a big one too. Uh, we get to a shot of Kylo Ren and we get to see that he does have his helmet back and a longer, the longer cape that we, uh, we've heard about this, that he changes his cape from that short one to, to the, to the long Vader style cape. I, yeah. you, did you notice that Mike? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cause he okay. had in, uh, in, in the force awakens, it was more of that sort of like ragged um, hooded scarf. Right. right, almost yep. it was sort of like a one side cape sort of situation, but this is more of like like you said, uh, that Vader style cape. You know what it reminds me a lot of? There's concept art of Anakin for Episode Three, 
and he's kind of got that Dooku Vader style cape, and it uh. reminds me a lot of that. Um, mm. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I w- one of the things that I love the most about this movie, it's not even out yet, is that um, there's multiple outfits in the movie for for different characters and right. and yeah. I think that that um that that we're going to see that you know like throughout throughout this film um mm-hmm. but I cuz usually like when you think back to a new hope empire jedi the characters are in basically one outfit for the whole movie <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like like Luke is in the same outfit. Like, yes, he dresses up as a stormtrooper and then he gets in his rebel pilot outfit, but he's mostly in the same outfit. Han is in the exact same clothes for the entire movie. And Leia's <laughs> in the same clothes except for the final scene where she's right. in, in her dress, right? In the in the in the second dress for the yeah. for the medal ceremony. But and Chewbacca just wears that belt. So for all <laughs> all of the movies yeah. that he's ever been in, he just wears that same belt. Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, it's, I, yeah, like I really like how already we're seeing that um, Ray is going to start the movie in her outfit from the end of The Force Awakens. But then mm-hmm. at some point, you know, like some parts of that kind of come away, like the vest comes away and then like there's sort of different configurations. And then she's got the 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 um, as it's being referred to by Hasbro right now. Um, which we'll talk about a little bit later, the Jedi training outfit, which uh, right, which is right. that uh, the one that's in sort of the promo art and stuff like that um, that that we've seen thus far. So I, I just and then, you know, like Poe is in multiple outfits throughout the movie uh, all that we can see already. Finn is in multiple outfits. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm the, that that just. A more action figures <laughs> yeah, but be, right, like right. i just i love the design of star wars it's one of the things that that really drives my fandom and seeing all this new stuff like we've sort of seen little bits of this jacket that poe is wearing but we we saw for the first time in this in this featurette that it has a rebel insignia on the shoulder mm-hmm. and i uh, and i think that's really cool so yeah, well, speaking of changes too, uh, we see Luke in different in different robes mm-hmm. with a satchel at one point of the uh, yeah. of the trailer too, or the uh, uh, sizzle reel. So, um, yeah, but seeing Kylo Ren, so we yeah we know at least for some part of the movie he's going to have that helmet back on the same helmet that we've seen. So they didn't make any changes. He didn't make any changes to his helmet. So, uh, but a lot of people are speculating. You know how 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 long will he wear the helmet? Is it just going to be quickly and then because the rest of the shots in the trailer it's it's Adam Driver without the uh, it's Kylo Ren without the helmet. So um, we'll see how long he keeps the helmet. Uh, we get a few shots of some new aliens and creatures. Uh, most notably, the uh, a lot of people have been talking about this horse thing that uh, has the like the pointy ears that stick straight out. Yeah, to its side. We saw I'm, that, and then it's I'm Fox, pretty sure right? that's the creature that 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 Finn and Rose will ride at some point. Right. Right. That's, that's my guess. Yeah, yeah, and then this this fox uh, wolf type thing with looks like crystal yeah. fur or whatever. It's really so cool, cool to see that. Yeah, so looking forward to seeing all these uh, creatures. And they talked about. I wish I had the name. I can't remember the dang name of these little, little, these little tiny things that we think could be the creatures on Octo. That, the little that penguin we, things. Penguin things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I forgot the name, Man, but it's, I mean, it's like, out there. Look, I'm still waiting for my Rathtar plush. I I I, yeah. I need a Rathtar plush so bad, um, but I I 
after the Rathar plush, I I want one of these. And I'm like, man, if Hasbro is not already produced or whoever is not already producing little plushies of of these penguin guys for for September, they are man, they 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 they're turning away a fortune. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, yeah, it, it's don't be a fool. You know, I, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's too good. The, like the creature designs in this movie are some yeah. of the best creature designs, not just in star Wars, but like some of the best creature designs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we're just seeing them in a, like you said, in a sizzle reel. Right. And already yeah. I'm like, love that one. Love that one. Love that one. <laughs> love that one. Right, yeah. like there's the little, um, the little, the little fish man. I, I, in the casino, he's oh, like, yeah, he's yeah, like the, yeah. the little like crap stealer fish yeah. guy that like right. at, at one point somebody hits the table and he kind of bounces. I right. mean, like, how do you not, how do you not fall in love with these creatures already? And I'm having flashbacks to 2015 with the sizzle reel from the force awakens because uh, we did the same thing. Right. I mean, like we started seeing all these different creatures and all these different things. It was such a big part of the promotion for that movie. Of like, look at all these practical effects. And, um, and I'm so glad to see star Wars, not just continuing that legacy, but like bringing that legacy full back um, mm-hmm. because it was kind of gone for a little while there, right? Everything was CG. Uh, mm-hmm. Whenever you kind of go back and watch a movie from like 1995 to up until 2015, you're looking at a lot of CG, right? Uh, creatures are always CG, but then even ones that could have been done practically, right? But then you've got, you, you're starting to see this resurgence of practical effects and Star Wars is like at the forefront of that and, and, just creating such incredible new creatures and aliens and that like man the 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 outfits the the vehicles the the creatures like this is what star wars is about and it's to be honest it is i think where um the prequels weren't as magical as the original trilogy i think that's one of the places where people have a disconnect is that the the designs did not feel as star warsy but somehow these ones do they've just like they've totally nailed it so yeah yeah i'm really excited by all this stuff i think and i think um like you said those whatever i call them furbies or penguins or whatever Mm -hmm. um those are like actual animatronic uh, they're not CGI, so yeah, and uh, I, I'm sure that they'll be augmented by CGI yeah, sure. in, in the film, yeah. right? Because if there's like a hundred of them or whatever, yeah, um, then you know, like from a distance, we might see, or as they like sort of move or whatever, like jump into the water or something like that. I think that we'll, I think we'll see them in CG, but I think the important thing here is that, like, you can tell that that when we get up close and personal with one it's going to be that animatronic and, and that's going to make all the difference, I think. Yeah. Um, and it'll sell the CG. Um, right. Exactly. Later on, right. So, yeah. 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 And so, well, staying on Octo too, we got, uh, looks like, it looks like Ray, she's diving into the water. So possibly yeah. some kind of training still on, on Octo with Luke and, and, 
involving something in the water. And you kind of see that again later on. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Maz. Is, we got confirmation that Maz Kanata is going to be back. You see Lupita Nyong'o in the motion capture mm-hmm. suit. So we know she's coming back. Um, Hopefully we get a little bit of an answer as to where she got that lightsaber from. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because that was one of the questions that – she said, what did she say? Ask me again sometime or something like that, or I'll tell a, you later. A story for another time. Story for another time, yeah. So hopefully this is the time we get the story. Come on, Maz. Yeah. Uh, and then one of my favorite shots, and I don't know if it was just because of the combination of the music that was playing, but we see Ray running with the lightsaber, uh, and mm-hmm. it kind of pans back to see her, the the car you know, driving by in front of her. Oh, man, it was a great shot. Just the music of that. It kind of gave me some chills there. So uh, I talked about Luke in the different robes. He had like a satchel and this kind of shot of him looking out maybe somewhere on Octo. It's hard to tell. Um, and looking back. Um, and then Finn in the back to pod. So I'm thinking, of course, that this is the beginning of the movie. He's he's in this back to, you know, kind of pod thing that can travel yeah. somewhere. So, uh we see that a shot of DJ, which is Benicio del Toro's character. Uh, quick glance at him, and then let's. And then here we go with the shot of what I believe is Rose's sister. She's a resist. This is kind of somewhat confirmed um, spoiler, so skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. A shot of Rose's sister. She's a resistance gunner, and I'm thinking this is all speculation here. I'm thinking this is something where. Maybe she gets killed, her sister, and that f- kind of forces Rose to join the resistance. And then we see her later, Mike, in the uh, First Order uh, outfit with Finn. So just a, just a speculation on my part of where we might get Rose's motivation for her helping out the resistance more than she, I think, already is. I don't, you got any, any uh, thoughts on that? No, yeah. You, I, you know, I, I think I hadn't really put a lot of thought into it, but I think that you're right. I, yeah. I think that's a good – that's a good call. Because, um, yeah, yeah, what's her motivation for helping out? And, and I, I know she's – I believe she's part of the resistance in, in a small part. But to I think have they kind of talked about her as she's kind of like a technician or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that she's yeah. like basically going to be propelled into the story and become one of the heroes, one of the, one of our main heroes throughout it. So, Right. Maybe yeah. some kind of uh, romance between those two uh, starting to form uh, – I mean, like, I, you know, I, 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 that's fine if that's the way they decide to go. But I think that they're uh, missing a huge opportunity between Finn and Poe. But uh, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's where I put. It's, that's where I. That's I'm invested in that. So you're, I know you are. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, let's see. And then it kind of towards the end here, and this is oh man, this is where I get really excited. Um, Two different shots. One of Adam Driver practicing with his, you know, lightsaber that he's got that we've seen him use in The Force Awakens against mm-hmm. two attackers, and Ray practicing with Luke's lightsaber against three attackers. Now, okay, you can go all over with this. Go here's ahead, the Mike, thing. Go. I'm going to correct you, okay? Because you say Luke's lightsaber, but Lucasfilm, as of this year, now Technic refers to Anakin's lightsaber as Ray's lightsaber. Okay. That is officially saying, it's a Skywalker saber, yeah, but Ray's, but it, yeah. It's officially Ray's lightsaber from now on. Like okay. like moving forward, it's Ray's lightsaber. So okay. I just have to correct that because and I think that the reason why they're doing that, they haven't shown us anything yet because I think that when we get the next trailer, probably sometime in November, um yeah. around the same time that tickets go on sale, right? I uh, 
I think that we're going to get the reveal that Luke will use his lightsaber. And I think that'll be one of the key factors there is that, that Ray is keeping Anakin's lightsaber and it's become her lightsaber in the same way that it became Luke's. Mm -hmm. But, um, the biggest reason why is that Luke would be like, I don't need that. Like, like this, the, the, that wasn't mine to begin with. I don't own that. Like that's it, it. It was, I lost it and now you found it. So it's your lightsaber. As far as I'm concerned, I have my own. And then like, mm-hmm. and then he'll like reveal his lightsaber. And oh, be like, oh yeah. No, this is my lightsaber. That, that could be was my father's and I lost yeah. it. And now it's yours. Right. Yeah. And, and sort of like allude to like, and one day you will construct your own lightsaber. And like, that's a big part of training. Right. So I just, I just have to be really clear. Cause when you say, when I hear, Daisy has Luke's lightsaber. I'm thinking green blade, Obi Wan mm-hmm. style um, skeletal lightsaber. But you're talking about the Graflex Anakin lightsaber. So right, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. ultimately, yeah, it's really actually Anakin's lightsaber. Then, um, but yeah, so so, but they're they're keeping that lightsaber around. So I, you could be right. I mean, that For would now. be cool to actually see Luke reveal like, oh, I've been working on a new one, or oh, wow. Talk, talk about a great scene that would be. Um, and then, like you said, given letting her keep the old Skywalker saber. But we'll see. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, the thing that I was so psyched up about was seeing them practice. And for the most part, when mm-hmm. we've seen behind-the-scenes footage of whether it's whether it's Hayden Christensen or, or Ewan McGregor practicing and, and you see them practicing against just other people, usually you see that translated to the screen some in some form. Yeah. So, so can you – what can you delve from this that – it's cra- I mean, the, the theories are out there are crazy. Uh, as far as like, is is Kylo Ren fighting off other members of like, the Knights of Ren, or is Rey fighting off the Knights of Ren? Stuff like that. Yeah. Just to see them in this kind of combat, man, I'm so psyched to psyched to see some more, some more lightsaber combat, some well, elevated we, combat. We also and, see yeah. we also see stormtroopers. With oh, some yeah, sort right, of a right. staff claw weapon. True. And I wouldn't be yeah. surprised to find out that, like, that thing opens up and then has, like, an arc of electricity, right? Like the mm-hmm. like a sort of electro staff type weapon that, um, that they are specifically using to try and hunt down Rey. Mm-hmm. Um, that, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Snoke is like, no, we're prepared for the Jedi to return for for, right. for the return of Luke Skywalker and and any other potential Jedi, we have equipment for that sort of thing, and that that these guys come out with that. Um, either that, or there, there's this is a little spoilery, so you can skip ahead a little bit if you don't want to hear this. But we've seen a lot of um, leaked images and that uh-huh. sort of thing of these Praetorian guards um, mm-hmm. that are rumored to be Snoke's personal guard, sort of like his Crimson Guard. Um, and they have some sort of a staff weapon as well. So the thing that, that I find interesting is, will we see those Praetorians attack Ray or -hmm. will we see those Praetorians attack Kylo? Because Mm -hmm. I think where, where some people might be in for a surprise, and this is total speculation, just based on, on everybody sort of saying like, this movie's got twists based on where we like uh, John Boyega kind of says, you know, like the force awakens sets, sets everything up. And then the last Jedi goes in this other direction. And it's a totally different movie than what you think it's going to be. 
And I think I think one of the things that we might see is Kylo Ren regretting his actions in The Force Awakens. And mm-hmm. that might be why the helmet gets destroyed. And there may be a moment where he confronts Snoke and where Snoke like sends his guards in to sort of like subdue him or something like that. Like, like these Praetorians. So yeah, it's, it's either that or, or the other thing that I would guess is that like two other things, either he's, he's training with the Knights of Ren. Like he is, he like, he's angry. And so he's fighting them as like a training thing, um, either to train them or just to keep his own skills sharp or the resistance, um, which, which, my guess is they will be joining with the Republic with what remains of the Republic fleet, um, that they have weapons to use against lightsabers as well, that they have something and that at some point there's, there's a conflict and and that happens. But I lean more towards those first few options. And I really, I get this gut feeling that, that Kylo's going to go on a bit of a journey in this movie and that it's going to be, a bit more surprising than most people are yeah. set for. And I think that there's going to be some angry or upset fans at the end of the last Jedi. I think oh, that is my, that is my biggest prediction for this movie is that people are going to walk out of the last Jedi pissed off <laughs> and they're going to wind up like, this is going to wind up being the best of the three in this yeah. trilogy. Yeah. And the reason why I say that is because people hated the empire strikes back in 1980 like like not everybody star wars mm-hmm. fans obviously for the most part loved it um mm-hmm. and i think a lot of people thought that it would that it was a good movie the critics absolutely hated it they trashed mm-hmm. the crap out of it and there were a lot of people who were like this is stupid it ends on a cliffhanger and yeah. darth vader is lying and all of yeah. this stuff like yeah. people people yeah, and know. it's so yeah. slow and you spend all this time talking to this muppet and like like why is kermit the frog in the movie like people hated <laughs> the empire strikes back and now it's widely considered the best of the star wars films yeah. people are who would say that are wrong cuz the force awakens is the best star wars movie but empire strikes back is a close second so there you go yeah i mean like my my order goes in reverse right it goes from seven down seven six five four three yeah two, i could see but, that but yeah. um but yeah i think that people are going to have that same reaction and i think the thing there is that the empire strikes back if you don't already know the story is totally unexpected mm-hmm. and especially in 1980 oh, to have yeah. your hero get his hand cut off Mm-hmm. And like, and we're we're talking about a, an atmosphere where, um, and it's very similar to today. Star Wars comes along in 1977. You've got got sort of Superman, Jaws, Star Wars, and they create this phenomenon called the blockbuster movie. And Star Wars is really like the one, right? Because you can't recreate Jaws, and Superman is Superman. So, but but everybody's kind of like trying to figure out. How do we how do we make this this happen again? And you end up with movies like The Last Starfighter. You end up like with TV shows like Battlestar Galactica and uh, and uh, the He Man and Masters of the Universe movie is very inspired by Star Wars. Like you end up with all these Star Wars um, 
Tron even falls into this. These Star Wars wannabe movies. And some of them get pretty close to the mark and are awesome. Others, not so much. Um, but it creates this atmosphere where the hero's journey becomes like the status quo. And that's what movies are, right? Mm-hmm. And then Empire comes out and it just like dashes that. It's like hero's journey. No, like we're like the first star Wars was not a complete hero's journey. Like it seems like it might be, but it's not, it's just the beginning of the story. And so empire is in the middle and it is the darkest part of the story because the heroes lose so that they can come back in, in return of the mm-hmm. Jedi and save the day. Right. And I think that, that we're in a very similar space right now. Same reason why people hate iron man three, um, where, we have all of these superhero movies, all these Marvel movies and even the DC movies to a certain degree. And just sort of like the transformers and Ninja turtles and all of these movies that are coming out that are all these carbon copy cookie cutter, uh, heroes journeys. And I think that the last Jedi is set to come out and go heroes journey. No, this is just Mm -hmm. part. This is just the middle. Mm-hmm. Everything's going to go to hell. Yeah. And I don't think well, that people are prepared for that. I think people are going to sit down expecting to see, um, you know, Poe save the day and Finn triumph over evil and Ray become a Jedi and Luke Skywalker return to glory and all these sorts of things. And I don't think that that's going to be the case. I think mm-hmm. that it's going to be a real tough journey and it's going to be awesome. But it's going to be a lot of like, no, we're not quite there yet, <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. it's going to set up, or it, it has set up, I think, because Colin Trevor is already working away. Um, and I, I think that they're setting up the dominoes so that so that uh, Trevorrow can come in and uh, and knock them all down, and and we'll get that we'll get the redemption of Kylo Ren, and we'll get we'll get the you know. Uh, uh, Poe Dameron blowing up another Death Star and Finn defeating Phasma hand to hand or something like that, right? Like we'll, we'll get <laughs> yeah. we'll get our moments yeah. in Episode Nine, but I think that Episode Eight is going to be Last Jedi is going to be a bummer, and I don't think people are ready for it. And even like yeah. the the tone of this featurette, um, kind of gives me that feeling. So I don't know. Yeah, no, and those, mentioned- the posters. The posters, oh, yeah, the posters tell yeah, you everything yeah. you need to know about this movie, which is yeah, that, right? like, get ready because it's going to be, it's going to be the, the down part of the roller coaster, but yeah. we got to get the day. De- you, you have to have on a roller coaster. You got to have that part. Force Awakens got us all the way up to the top. Yeah. And then, and then Ray is holding out that lightsaber and that is like, you know, like when you, when you pass the crest of the, the top of the yeah. roller coaster and <laughs> yeah. you're not quite on the downward part yet. You're just right. sort of on that angle facing down and you're like, yeah. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and I think that they, the last yeah. Jedi is going to be that down. Right. But you gotta have the down so that you can get, get the momentum and then rock it back up mm-hmm. for the rest of the roller coaster. Right. Like that is the way, that this stuff works and it's uh, like I, I just think you don't bring in ryan johnson unless that's what you're going for i mean like yeah. go watch yeah. some of his movies and tell me that i'm wrong because looper 
absolutely is is that Empire Strikes Back um, middle part of a story mm-hmm. that like you know like there's a beginning before Looper and there's a, there's a story after Looper but Looper is the middle and it is such a bummer but so good like mm-hmm. so and it ends on such a great note and it's such a good film um, that you know like I, I really see that like Kathleen Kennedy's not stupid We'll talk mm-hmm. more about that a little bit later, but and we <laughs> talked about that on our on our last episode a little bit. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. anything else no, in the trailer? Anything else? No, I just I'll just finish up by saying that I, I love the idea, like you're saying about seeing a change in Kylo in this next movie. Like I just love yeah. that because, It'll like be a you surprise. said. Yeah, it's crazy, and, and I thought the same thing. Like, oh, maybe he's just training. That's a that's a training scene with, like you said, him and 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 some guards or something. But could that be something where he does say, you know what, I'm going to go after Snoke? And you know how he has he has his quick temper. You know, yeah. he's he, he snaps easy. So, I mean, totally flipping the switch. And yeah, he wow, is. Yeah. I, I think the thing with Kylo that makes him a really really interesting character, and the thing that I love the most about that character, is that. He is the perfect amalgamation of both Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader, right? Mm-hmm. Anakin, we get for two movies um, where he's Anakin, right? You know, like, like, and I'm talking about Attack of the Clones and, and Revenge of the Sith. The Phantom Menace, he's a kid, so he's kind of not fully formed and his character is a little bit weak. Mm-hmm. But in, in Attack of the Clones and, and Revenge of the Sith, Anakin is he's he's tumultuous but he's ultimately heroic right mm-hmm. until that turning point when he becomes darth vader when he when he attacks mace windu and and allows palpatine to kill mace supposedly presumably mm-hmm. um and in that moment he he gives up the heroic aspect of his character and he becomes darth vader and when he kneels in front of Palpatine and, and rises as Lord Vader, different character, right? And what we see for the rest of Revenge of the Sith is a different person. Mm-hmm. Kylo is both Ben Solo and Kylo Ren at all times. And because of that and what he says and man, there are, there are two things, two moments in the in the movie, like when when he sort of he talks, to, he's talking to Snoke about about like the the light. He feels it, right? Mm-hmm. It's he feels it pulling him. And then later, when when he is, I uh, I don't interrogating, I guess Ray, and mm-hmm. he's like, and he's like, I I feel it too. It's okay. You don't have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're like, your first instinct is like, he's talking about the dark side. And then when you really stop to think about it, right? Mm. Like when you have a moment, you go, no, that's not what he's talking about. Right. Because Ray doesn't feel the dark side. She no, doesn't like, she yeah. feels, she feels the light side of the force calling out to her, right? This pure aspect of the force coming from Anakin's lightsaber, um, coming from Luke's history and all of that calling out to her to, to become a Jedi. And that's what he's talking about. He go, and he says like, I feel it too. 
don't be afraid, right? He's, he's like, it's okay. You don't have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's the thing that makes that character so awesome is that he feels the light side of the force in the way that Anakin and Luke felt the dark side. Dark side, exactly. Yeah. Right? Totally Anakin kind of in, yeah. in, in Attack of the Clones, he talks about it and he's like, he's like, I'm not the Jedi I'm supposed to be. And then he and then Padme is like, like what? And he's like, I should I should be more powerful. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that's not what you're talking about. What you're talking about, you're not the Jedi you're supposed you're supposed to be because your destiny as the chosen one what happens on Mortis is is to bring balance to the Force and and all of that, but but ultimately, good needs to triumph over evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lor Santeca kind of talks about that. Without the Jedi, there can be no balance, right? Mm-hmm. And and like Anakin feels that pull, and then later on, Luke feels that pull as well, and we see it a lot in Return of the Jedi, where you can oh, yeah. see that. Like he's contemplated it, and that deleted scene at the beginning of Return of the Jedi um, that we got on the Blu-rays, mm-hmm. it just confirms that that like Luke wrestles with the dark side all throughout Return of the Jedi and and in between Empire and Jedi, but mm-hmm. Kylo, he you can see that he kind of like starts in the dark side a little bit, right? Like I think that he's been in the dark side since he was very young, and Snoke has been sort of mentoring him and pulling him in that direction but his nature uh that of his mother and father pulls him back to the light side and and he's and his connection to them is like this this nagging feeling that's constantly pulling him back right it's constantly Mm -hmm. nagging at him and he hates it and i think because of that because he is both kylo and ben he's that's why there's so much chaos. It's not the dark side that gives him that chaos. It's actually the light side and the fact that he's fighting it. Right. So because there's this tug of war going on inside him, it comes out as these, these explosive rages, right? Because he, he's, he doesn't know how to deal with it. And, Mm -hmm. and I just like, I want to see more of that explored in the last Jedi. And I, and I hope and I think that we will. I th- yeah. I think that that's where that character is going, and I think that they've been shying away from talking about it because if you notice, they're talking a lot about the heroes. They're not talking about Kylo Ren. Adam Driver has been nowhere near a press yeah. line. Oh heck no! Yeah. Right. The the no. dark side character that they're talking about the most is Captain Phasma, and I think that that's a total smokescreen. <laughs> Don't get me yeah. wrong. I think Phasma is going to be awesome in this movie. Um, I think she's gonna she's gonna do a lot more than she did in in the Force Awakens. I think that they're gonna course correct on that character a lot, but but I think that it's a smokescreen. I think they keep putting Gwendolyn Christie out there and saying like, look, Phasma's gonna be an important part of this movie because mm-hmm. they don't want to talk about Kylo Ren yet. And yeah, and I, yeah, I love that. I just I love that idea that we could see a change in him that quick and then. Uh, totally. Well, they, they talked about this. Well, actually, I'll say this, the, some of the last shots of there's a shot of Oscar Isaac and he's hugging Carrie Fisher. And we got some pictures of Carrie Fisher in the mm-hmm. sizzle reel, which was great to see. Yep. But um, she talks about how it's, it's a story of family and it kind of ends there. But it also ends with um, and they sprinkled this throughout the sizzle reel. And, and this is exactly what you're talking about. And this is exactly why we think that this movie could 
really flip things on its edge is because they are all talking about the same thing. You know, Ray said, man, this is this is different. We know that Mark Hamill had some issues with his character. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's going on. So just that alone and just uh, and, and John Boyega's talking about, man, this is like he says, the same type of thing where it's it's get ready for something different. So I think yeah. we are seriously on a, a path to something to really and, and who knows how it could be polarizing, Mike, both ways. Like people are going to either love this thing or maybe yeah. just go, man, what are they doing? That's and ultimately, my, that's, hopefully, that's yeah. my gut instinct on it as well, <laughs> yeah. is that people are going to either love this movie or hate this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. like I look cinematography alone, just the style of it is so fresh and exciting to me. Um, yeah. The, the, the color and the the vibrancy of it is um there there's definitely aspects of that in the force awakens and i think that ryan johnson picked up on that and i think that he's cranking it up a little bit more but but from what we saw in the trailer back at at celebration um the 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 depth of the blacks and sort of the 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 structure and the the um, just sort of like that really high contrast and grit that mm-hmm. we're seeing in in a lot of it. Um, and and then you mix it with like the the that that sort of like olive that bright brilliant olive green of of Rose's outfit and mm-hmm. that sort of like like that burnt orange uh, in in Finn's uh, pilot suit and like the red of of the 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 earth in crate uh on crate like that all of that stuff it's just like it's so rich right and i think that this i think this is going to be the best looking star wars movie yet Mm -hmm. um and i think you know like there's room always you know for for new and exciting stuff but just from a just from a production design and, and an art direction standpoint star wars obviously is in a league of its own and there are very few movies that that come close but uh i think that this one's going to stand out even amongst those that's that's my feeling from what we've already seen it's just like the 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 iconography from the little bits that we've seen i think is going to make a lasting impression on star wars yeah it's gonna it's gonna redefine a few things yes and that's Ooh. that's awesome. That's great because I think that a lot of that redefinition is filtering into uh, Galaxy's Edge, which is the the other big part of D twenty three that we're going to talk about right now. Yeah, um, that was that was it for the trailer. Like I said, yeah. we're going for a new direction here, and I think we're going to be uh, it's it's going to be great. I can't wait to see this. But like yeah. you said, I think maybe the the other thing that obviously the other thing that happened, and maybe even bigger news is. This Star Wars land and Star Wars galaxies, Mike. Uh, you want to you want to let them know, uh, yeah, kind of what what it entails. Go ahead. So, uh, one of the first things we got from D twenty three on like the Thursday night <clears throat> was um, was this sort of this beautiful model of what Star Wars land now called Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. is actually going to look like. So it's no longer these this concept art sort of thing. It's like no. Nah, this is what it looks like, right? This is this is it. And um, years back, 2010, 
I, I, when I, my first trip to, to Disneyland and California adventure in the, in the blue sky cellar, they had a bunch of stuff set up for cars land. Um, cause they were, they were busy working on cars land. So they had that, that diorama sort of thing set up that you could look at and you could see what cars land was going to be. And I remember looking at it going like, that is insane. And then you'd come out and you'd look over towards where cars land is and you'd see sort of like these huge structures that they were building and you go, okay, I guess they're going for it. And then in 2014, when I actually went to cars land now, like this is the thing. I do not care about cars as a franchise. I could care less. Right. right. I've never seen any of the movies. Cars land is incredible. Like, like cars land is, is insane. And Matt, you and I in 2015, yeah, we went on the ride. We went right. on the ride. Cause I insisted yeah. that you go on this ride <laughs> because radiator Springs racers is that's fun ride. Yeah. One of the best rides at all of the parks. It is such a good ride. It is so, so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that as somebody who does not care about Cars Land. But the thing about Cars Land that's so great is this, is the scale and the immersion, right? You walk into Cars Land and you are in the Cars movie. Like you are in it. The only thing that's weird is that there's all these humans standing around. Mm-hmm. Um because you're in Disneyland, you're in California Adventure. <laughs> but other than that, it's like there's yeah. that and there's there's uh, Toontown. And really for me, some sections of, of, um, of uh, New Orleans Square as well, but um, on a bit of a smaller scale. But like Toontown and Cars Land are these two areas where you go into, you walk through the entrance into it, and you are somewhere else. Right. right. Like you, you've been transported into a cartoon. And um, from what we got to see this weekend of, of Galaxy's Edge, <clears throat> that's going to be the experience here. And, and the thing that's going to be really tough about Galaxy's Edge is going to Disneyland or going to Disney World uh, and doing anything other than that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like. Yeah. I just want to live there. I just want to live in there. Um, yeah. And, and they, so they've created uh, a new planet uh, with its own stories and uh, two major attractions. One where you will go in and you will pilot the Millennium Falcon. Yes. And another one where, where you are in a, a First Order Star Destroyer and right. as part of the Resistance and you have to escape. Yeah. And these are the these are the two major experiences, but this is the big thing. This is the most incredible part. What you do in those rides will affect your experience inside Galaxy's Edge. <laughs> so once you leave what? the ride, there will be repercussions yeah. to the choices that you make as far as as far as we know, <laughs> right? Or sort of maybe may, it might not be choices, but it might be like the path that you're taken on. So um, the two things that I can compare it to are uh, Indiana Jones and, and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. You right. get on Indiana Jones and everybody starts in the same place and you're going through and uh, and and you you you'll go through one, two or three, right? There's the three right. paths, the the uh, what is it? There's everlasting life. There's there's uh, fortune and um, 
Fortune and Gloria. And I can't remember what the third one is, but there uh, are, there are the three paths, and as you you go through those, um, there are different there are different things, and sort of the story kind of has these little twists to it, um, depending on which which path you went through. Um, but there's no real lasting effect, right? It happens on the ride, you get off the ride, you're done. The other thing is on Star Tours with the Rebel Spy, right? right? You sit down and somebody on your Star Speeder 3000 is a Rebel Spy. And that's why Vader is after you. That's why the Empire is is after your ship, right? So um, it's cool. And, and on one of the rides... One of the time that I went on Star Tours, it was actually my wife, Crystal. She was the Rebel Spy, uh, and uh, like that, it's it's awesome, it's fun. But yeah. you leave the ride, and you leave the ride, and right. the, nothing happens. There's no there's no risk reward or anything like that. But as they've described it, you'll go in and you'll experience these rides, and you could come out with a handful of uh, of uh, Republic credits. And I don't know, like, maybe you'll be able to go somewhere and cash those in for something or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, or or you could end up with a bounty on your head, in which case you could be walking around Galaxy's Edge and you walk into the wrong place. Like, you rock, walk into the cantina and somebody spots you and is like, hey, stop, mm-hmm. right? Or like, hey, no, no, you like you got a bounty on your head. You got to leave, right? And it's like, you can't come in here. You got to go someplace else. Right. right. Like like stuff like that that is going to be this immersion where you are not just you know, walking around Star Wars land like, hey, I'm in Star Wars land. This is real fun. I love Star Wars, you know, like you do in the rest of Disneyland. But it's like, no, you walk into to Galaxy's Edge and you are in Star Wars. Um, right. and that to me is just like that's the dream. <laughs> yeah, right? I know. Yeah, I think yeah. like like since since I was ten years old, I I I just want to go there. I just want to be <laughs> part of that. I just want yeah. to, and like like I've said it before on the podcast. I I don't I don't have any like like delusions or anything that I would be in Star Wars and that I would be Han Solo or I would be Poe Dameron or I would be Luke Skywalker, Obi Wan Kenobi. Like I love those characters. But I know that, like, I would be that guy in the back corner of the of Dex's diner just having lunch yeah. <laughs> and then going back yeah. to my job, right? Like, <laughs> like I'd just be that dude. But yeah. I'd be that dude in Star Wars, and you know, I'd fly around in a in a speeder, in an airspeeder, and uh, I, you know, it would be it would be significantly more exciting than than uh, driving around in a Prius, right? So I. Uh, like that that is yeah, right. the dream and uh and and it sounds like that's what they want to deliver um yeah and it, you talked about walking through uh, there's a video out there where it kind of shows a um like a flyover of this of mm-hmm. park and you, and you see the giant full-size million falcon the x-wings that you can go around walk oh, around God. and check Which, out like can you yeah. imagine can you imagine what that's gonna feel like mm-hmm. to stand in front of the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's it's thinking about it now. You're just like, oh man. Well, and like I, you said, you're gonna be able to walk through this place, and yeah. it's gonna. Uh, here's the here's the idea that when I read this story, I'm thinking, wait a minute. 
They're talking about it's going to be you're going to see first order stormtroopers walking around Chewbacca yeah. and you're going to they're going to be doing their own thing, maybe like interacting with each other as well as the public. And, you know, you can go into this cantina and get some blue milk or whatever you want to get well, in there. And just, there's going to be cantina folk in there. You know what I mean? Here is the absolute best part of Galaxy's Edge. Full stop. No contest. I will fight anybody who disagrees with me on this. <laughs> Here we go. The best part of this whole thing is that the Millennium Falcon ride. Yeah. Chewbacca's part of it. Yeah. The other half of that is Hondo Onaka. <laughs> so two things on that. Yeah. First, this takes place in sequel era, which means right. Hondo still alive. Right. Because you just can't kill him. He is like a cockroach. Mm -hmm. uh, number two, like, there is the possibility that you will be able to interact with Hondo Onaka, one of the greatest Star Wars characters of all time, mm -hmm. at Galaxy's Edge. Right. Um, and that, to me, is just like... It's gonna if the if he's a if he's a face character like if he's a dude in a costume that you can talk to and interact with and and like talk back and forth it's gonna be very hard to get me to walk away because I'm just gonna be like no I'm just gonna hang out with Hondo for the rest of the day like other people can come through that's cool I'm just gonna stand next to him and yeah. just like be here is that yeah. cool with everybody I hope that's cool I'm just gonna be here because. I uh, like that is that is the best thing. Yeah. That is the best I, thing ever. Um, yeah, I love that that this is not this is not your, um, you know, uh, Star Wars weekends. Chewbacca and Boba Fett da in a dance off on mm. stage. Right. Star Wars silliness. No, right. this is real Star Wars because they've got Hondo, a character from the Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, created by Dave Filoni, that most Star Wars fans don't even know the name of. Yeah. Right? Like and yeah. like I that's not that's not derisive to anybody in that equation. That's just the honest truth, is that like I don't think that most people who like Star Wars movies, who consider themselves Star Wars fans, have any idea who Hondo is. But those of us who are Star Wars animation nerds uh, and who are the hardcore of the hardcore, we love Hondo. Mm -hmm. And the greatest thing is that that character voiced by Jim Cummings, like that, he is already Disney, right? Like there's already mm -hmm. so much Disney infused into that character because there are a half a dozen characters walking around Disneyland already with that voice. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. like Critter Country alone, you go to, to, to the Winnie the Pooh section. It's like half of those characters are Jim Cummings already. So like it, it just like it's it's so perfect. It's so incredible. And it shows that the attention to detail on this experience is without comparison. Like I just I don't think that they. It's the it's the largest expansion ever in in Disney Parks history, mm -hmm. um, and and I think that this is like this is this is the thing like this is why Disneyland exists, and mm -hmm. um, 
Walt Disney was famous for saying Disneyland's never done, right? It's never, it's never finished. It's never complete. It's always changing. And like, this is, this is his dream. That's the thing is that as, as a star Wars fan, it is unbelievable that we're getting this as a Disney fan. And in particular, as a Disney parks fan, for me, like this is such a, a, realization of of those words and of that dream that i just i can't wait because it's it's everything that disneyland is supposed to be and i think in recent history it hasn't been connecting a lot of these expansions and stuff like that they they're exciting to disneyland fans or disney parks fans but they're not the general public isn't really vibing with it right the the Fantasyland expansions at, at Magic Kingdom in, in Orlando and the Cars Land expansion at, at California Adventure, they're cool and people like them, but they're not like newsworthy. Like like they don't they're not setting the world on fire. Mm-hmm. But I think that the Galaxy's Edge is going to not just be something for Star Wars fans or Disney Parks fans. I think it's going to be for everybody. And it's going to be something that, like, I think the first few years of it, it's going to be rough. It's going oh, to be yeah. rough going because it is going to be busy. Yeah, um, for sure. Disneyland doesn't really have an off season anymore. I no. People are sort of fond of saying that. So we're kind of in this era of, like, yeah, the, the park attendance is bigger than it's ever been. The one saving grace is that they also announced at D23 that they're working on Marvel Land, whatever that's going to end up being called. Um mm-hmm. And so the one thing that you can hope for is that by the time that that opens, Galaxy's Edge is going to be old news. It's going to be out for a few years. And right. then people are going to want to go check out the new Marvel experience, <laughs> right? Us, yeah. So yeah. that'll be cool. And I'll go. I'll be there when it opens. Maybe not opening day, but I'll be there when it opens. And, and I'll be there to check it out um, within a year of that, that happening and, and experiencing it. But I'll go over, I'll check out the Marvel stuff, I'll get my picture with Iron Man, I'll, I'll grab some web shooters, and then I'm back over to Galaxy's Edge for the rest of my trip. Like, Because I'll be like, yeah. okay, everybody else go over there. I'm going to go hang out with Hondo. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, some of the quotes that I've seen from the story is just, you know, it's 100% immersive. The story will touch every single minute of your day. And they're also talking about this hotel that they're planning as well. Yeah. Um, and it, so, and here's the thing, I can see... Like you're walking through the park and I can see just out of nowhere, you might get a, a garrison of, of first order stormtroopers chasing after, you know, somebody, you know, just out of the blue. It just happens, you know, it's just yeah. part of the part of the park, you know, stuff like that. It's like, everybody look out, you know, here comes a bunch of stormtroopers, get out of the way. And then, and then they do their thing and then they're off and then something else happens. So that kind of stuff was cool. Uh, and, and some of the and here's a here's another quote that kind of just sealed it for me because at first i was like well yeah star wars land okay what what's the what's going on here and they said it's an attraction built on a scale we've never done before and i think you mentioned this mike it's just like this is something that they're they're pushing the limits here and i i think this could be one of those game changers and when you look down like the history of disney and what they've done a couple things kind of jumped out at me like um, in 77, they opened Space Mountain, and that, that ride is still open today. Yes, it's mm-hmm. gone through it's gone through a couple of built-ups and stuff like that, um, but it's still there. 1987, Star Tours opened for the 10th anniversary of Star Wars. That was a game-changer. I mean, that was a ride that's obviously still going today. It's been upgraded here and there. 
Uh, you mentioned the other one, Indiana Jones. I mean, in 95, they opened that thing. And that was something where it was kind of like, like you said, that immersive experience where you had different levels. When you walk through, I remember walking through that when it first opened when I was yeah. a kid. You know, you got these little cards, and as you're walking the line, it was like the first time you got to interact while you're in the line. Like there was things to do yeah. while you were in the line. It was so it was so incredible to go through that. So, I think that's where they're going with this land. I mean, this could be one of those game changers that is going to be there for as long as Disneyland's open. You know, and it might go through through some changes here and there, but this is going to be one of those game changers, man. It's I'm feeling it, man. I, I I can't wait to. And like you said, this thing is gonna be massive. I mean, everybody's gonna go in there. And here's the other quote that came out: Both Disneyland and Anaheim and Walt Disney World are getting Star Wars Galaxies, but here's the big but: It was revealed that Disneyland will open first, although no exact dates were given. And here is where the big thing comes in, right? Mm-hmm. 2019, 2019. Yep. Here it comes. Galaxy's Edge opens. We get. Uh, we get celebration in 2019, and I think they're just waiting on like, I think celebration is waiting on. Hey, when do you think this thing? I think we're looking at a summer, yep. spring type of, of opening for Galaxy's Edge and a celebration. What do you think, Mike? Absolutely. There, yeah. There's no way that that's not happening. Here's the other piece of the puzzle, the third piece that I'm gonna throw mm-hmm. out here. I haven't heard anybody else say this yet, so I might be the first one to put this together. Okay. So this is the thing. I don't think that we're going to have face characters at, at in Galaxy's Edge that are like the characters from from the movies. I don't think that we'll have Ray or Finn or Poe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe. Maybe there might be some photo opportunities and that sort of thing. This is my guess. Whatever's coming next from Lucasfilm Animation, mm-hmm. <clears throat> in the way that Lothal is the centerpiece of Star Wars Rebels... I think that this planet in Galaxy's Edge could end up being a focal point of that story. Wow, the new new animated story. Whatever the new animated Star Wars is. Okay. I could very easily say, and I say that because while you were talking about, you know, walking through, and uh, and then all of a sudden you see stormtroopers and they're chasing somebody, and you're like, you're like, who are they chasing? And yeah. how great would it be if they are chasing? the main character from whatever the new star Wars animated series is. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, and that, that series takes place in part on this planet. Yeah. And so you go and you watch the, the cartoon, whatever this new cartoon is. And then you go to star Wars, the land to, to galaxy's edge. And you're there, you're in that, you're in that cartoon, you're in that show. And that's that's the world and that they they build on it and sort of like you you get parts of that story by being in Galaxy's Edge. Um, mm. I think that that could be entirely possible because 2019 sounds like about the time to me. It sounds it sounds like when we're going to expect to see Next whatever the new series is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely possible. That's a good point. Yeah. Cuz cuz you're right. And too, 2019, we won't have episode 9 yet. The if they keep the same schedule, you yeah. know, we'll be that won't be till the end of the year. So, how much can they put in this new land without spoiling something maybe in episode 9? Of course, it, it is falling on this like you said sequel era. So, um yeah, that's definitely definitely a possibility. I like that. That's 
we'll see what happens. Like I said, I just love the fact that you could be just walking through this land on your own adventure doing whatever and just things kind of happen like stunt shows or whatever. Not necessarily a stunt show, but, you know, yeah. just things kind of happen well, no, I in mean, this like, universe. You know what I mean? Look, I, I Frontierland, I've been walking through Frontierland before and uh, you're walking through and then from from up above one of in like on the second story of one of the buildings you see these two guys and they're like they're trying to like escape from from the sheriff because they just robbed something or whatever right like yeah stuff like that happens all over disneyland i i one of my favorite memories from from magic kingdom when i went in what was that 2012 i think when i went to to i think that was star wars celebration yeah six seven six yeah um crystal and i were walking around tomorrowland and i and the the trash can the talking trash cans cruising around and so and it's like those are the experiences like look i love the rides at disneyland indiana jones is awesome i love it um i the matterhorn all like they're all great right that's not what i go to disneyland for i go to disneyland to escape right Mm-hmm. And to be in these different these different worlds, um, and 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 where the Disneyland magic lies for me is in those moments, those moments where you're just like, oh, let's go grab something to eat, and mm-hmm. as you're you've come out of Pirates of the Caribbean and you're going to get some chicken nuggets from from wherever, I uh, some 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 cowboys chasing some bank robbers, and you're just like. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that's cool, yeah. right? And they have a gunfight <laughs> in the middle of the of the park, and you're just like, awesome. That's super yeah. fun. Like, like that's it's just, it's just those moments. I uh, running into to uh, Jack Sparrow in Adventureland, um, and and then right. he does, oh, they yeah. do like an impromptu I yeah. uh, uh, pirate training thing, and and start pulling kids out of the audience and teaching them how to be pirates and stuff. It's like that that stuff is just so much fun to me. And um, these two new experiences with with Star Wars Land uh, and and Marvel, like the, the kid Mike is like losing his mind, <laughs> and uh, and yeah. and I cannot wait. And the, and 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 the thing that I'm so excited about is that I uh, t- 2019 Kara is going to be like three, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like she's gonna be at, at a perfect age. That'd be cool to go to yeah. to go to Disneyland, and uh, I mean we're gonna go to Disneyland before then because I can't wait another three years to go to Disney or two years <laughs> to go to Disneyland. But yeah. but yeah, I she's gonna be at a perfect age to go and just like we're just gonna go and we're just gonna be in Star Wars and we're gonna go and we're gonna get our hair done for princesses and and then and then go hang out in Star Wars Land and then go. Yeah. I, I I ride cars rides and well she won't be able to get on some of that stuff because she'd be too small but yeah like it's just gonna be like I I can't wait I'm so excited because as I never got to go to Disneyland as a kid the first time I went to a Disney park was in 2010 at at my first Star Wars celebration for the wow. the decommissioning of Star Tours so mm-hmm. I was I was uh, 25 at the time that was my first time at a Disney park. And then later that year, I went to Star to Disneyland for my honeymoon with Crystal. And uh, so I've only ever experienced them as an adult, but but 
I can only imagine what it's like to experience them as a kid. Um, I get a little glimpse of it when I hang out with Matt Campbell and his family, and we mm-hmm. cruise around with Jason, uh, his his oldest. Um, and because uh, last time we were there in, in 2015, Jason was like one of the nights Jason was taking us around the park. He was like, he was like, then we're going to go here and then we're going to go over here and then we're going <laughs> to ride Buzz Lightyear and nice. then we're going to ride Bud Light- Buzz Lightyear again. And then we're going to go to do this and then we're going to do this. And it was just like, it's so much fun. It's so much fun with kids. Yeah. Oh, for as, sure. As much fun as it is as an adult to go around and do whatever you want. It's so much fun to just experience it through their eyes. Cause they believe it, right? Like that's the thing is that kids like it's not there is no suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. They just believe it. It just is. Right. right. So Oh yeah. I can't yeah, wait. I'm so it's excited. Gonna be great. For, yeah. For yeah, it's yeah, I'm I'm gonna be geez, I'm not a kid anymore, so I and I can't wait to go to do this thing and yeah. and uh But that's so, the thing with Disneyland is that you go and you get to be a kid again for a little oh, bit. Oh yeah. Right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I was fortunate that I got to to go to Disneyland a lot when I was young. My aunt took us a lot. Um, there was times where we'd go every other year, so I got to I got to do a lot of this stuff as yeah. it opened. You know, like I said, the the Space Mountain. I got to do that soon after it opened, and the Indiana Jones ride and Captain EO and all this kind of stuff. So I got to see a lot of stuff at Disneyland. So uh, I've always it's one of those places. It, it's hard to it's hard to like pinpoint exactly how you feel but you do you you walk in there and it's just it's just different it's different than any other park you go to any other attraction you know it's just it's one of those things especially when you've gone there as a kid um it's just it's just weird i mean people obviously if you've done you you know what i'm talking about it's just it's it's special it's different and uh man i like i said i can't wait to go again um when this thing and i think we're gonna go actually like you said mike uh we might even go the end of this year we'll see what happens just because my other son will be coming home and he's mm-hmm. mentioned something about going to disneyland again so we'll see we might go one more time this year and then wait till 2019 so yeah that's uh yeah that's what's going on there um looking forward to that i guess the yeah. last thing we we're going to talk about is um that there was nothing else to talk about right yeah so our last <laughs> bit crazy, of this yeah? and we're going to be quick because we've, we've gone a little long we're all, almost at an hour and a half yeah. um the other thing is is what wasn't at D23. And uh, mm-hmm. most notably, uh, no Han Solo. I think we know right. why. Right? Yeah, that's yeah, um, yeah. Since we recorded, we recorded the night before Ron Howard uh, was was announced as the, the new director of Han Solo. And he's been, um, I think, with uh, Lucasfilm's insistence, I, I, posting... Quite he a bit. has, right? <laughs> he's posted um, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, posted pictures. Of, he's posted pictures of of wardrobe, of Chewbacca, uh, of Lando today. Lando, um, yeah. Hyperspace. Yeah, hyperspace. So, uh, yeah. yeah, like he, there's they're, they're making a really big effort to assure mm-hmm. fans that Han Solo's back on track. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, right. And I trust that. I do trust that. I think that you like Ron Howard's a heavy hitter. You're bringing him in to fix it, to get mm-hmm. to get the 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 ship uh, righted. And um, and I think that, that there are few people uh, on the planet qualified to come in and do that. Uh, but Ron Howard is one of those one of those people. So um, I don't know. It's to me. I think 
I think what's going on there is no news is good news. Um, yeah. And and I think that that's gonna be that's gonna be it for a little while now. I mm-hmm. <clears throat> here's the thing. We are quickly approaching Force Friday, right? Yes. Force Friday in September. Can't remember the exact date right now, but whenever that is, I uh, from Force Friday forward, we are in Last Jedi territory. The only yeah. other thing that we're going to talk about is Star Wars Rebels season right. four, the final season, be, right? Yeah, which is, I'm sure there's going to be a big push for, but the big deal is going to be the Last Jedi. That's going to be the majority of stuff. So we're not going to hear about Han Solo again, I don't think, in any meaningful way. We'll hear when they wrap shooting, um, and and I think that that Ron Howard's going to continue to pump out these like little snippets of behind the scenes. But I don't think we're going to see anything meaningful until February. After, yeah, after the new year, yeah, that's right? what I'm thinking. The Last Jedi so, is going to come out, and that's that's going to be that for a little. We'll while. get a teaser or something, yeah, right. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, although I mean, like, who knows? Because, like, the thing with Han Solo is that there's only six months in between. So I know, right? The teaser trailer like, could very well be attached to the Last Jedi. Um, yeah, that would be I, that would be yeah. new territory for for Star Wars. But we'll see. Yeah, I, I don't. Maybe they maybe they plan on doing something for San Diego or D twenty three, and then obviously with the with the problems, they had to scrap all that because they kind of brushed over. I think so. From what I heard in, in the in the panels, they're like, yeah, you know, we're doing Han Solo, it's going fine, and they jump to the next topic. Yeah. So this is my best um, guess yeah. for exactly what happened, exactly what went down, timeline. Okay, mm-hmm. we're coming up on D twenty three and and San Diego Comic Con. Okay, last time with The Force Awakens at Comic-Con, Featurette was a huge hit. We'll do another one of those yeah. for Comic-Con, right? We'll have a Comic-Con panel. Mm-hmm. It'll be great. <clears throat> do all that stuff with The Last Jedi because that's the, that's the next big movie. After, after that movie, we've got Han Solo. Let's showcase Han Solo at D23. And then we two weeks, we got D23. We'll show him a little bit of Han Solo, give him a little teaser maybe. Um show them a little bit of what's going on and uh, some stills, maybe, maybe a new character name. Maybe we'll find out what Amelia Clark's character is named. I, mm-hmm. I uh, uh, just a real quick, like no frills panel. Comic-Con will do the full last Jedi thing and it'll, we'll pull out all the stops for that. And then I think what happened is they went, okay, we're going to put together a, a teaser for Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Let's look at some footage. Whoops. And then they looked at the footage <laughs> and they went, we had a problem. Oh crap! We had a yeah. problem. We got to do something about this right now. I uh, yeah. screw D twenty three. Put 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 the last Jedi thing there. We'll figure out something else for Comic Con. Maybe we won't do anything at Comic Con. Um, right. And I think that they shifted stuff around. And I, I think that they definitely went like, okay, we mm-hmm. got we have to reassess um, because it's very conspicuous that that. I don't know. Do you know? Is there anything major planned for Comic Con? As far as I know, the, the last I heard was they made a kind of announcement like, "Yeah, we're not going to be at Comic Con this year." Yeah. But like I said, you, who knows? You can tell it, it comes around, and we'll see what happens. You never know. But that's the last I heard. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. So 
the other the other big thing that was missing from uh or that is that that's yeah i guess missing from d23 that's missing from comic-con is uh (laughs) star wars rebels Uh, all right yeah we're we're going into the final season and i and and nothing really like no i'm no, I don't know what the full schedule for D twenty three was. I, I didn't really review it because, like I said, they weren't doing live streams. I'm not. I wasn't there, so there's really no point in um, getting into the nitty gritty of what's going on at D twenty three from you know tip to tail, right? So mm-hmm. uh, for me, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll just kind of like pay attention if there's news. There's news. Nothing. No, you know, like I thought maybe we might get a, another trailer. Maybe we might get a clip. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe we might get, I don't know, the season premiere date. Um, and we got nothing. So I, I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a little, I'm a little uh, disappointed in that. The other thing that I thought we might get at D23 was the announcement of what's coming next. But right. um, but I think that they're gonna. I think I've said this before. They're they're gonna focus on the final season of Rebels, <clears throat> and once that's out of the way, they'll talk to us about about what's next. I think Comic Con next year is actually a really great time to do that because we'll have like uh, Han Solo will have just happened, right? Um, granted, we'll also have uh, Episode Nine coming out. Because episode nine mm-hmm. is a year after Han Solo, right. so that would be another thing to promote. They'll have finished principal photography by then. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's maybe we'll see both. Uh, but we've also got Star Wars Celebration in twenty nineteen to mm-hmm. to think about. So. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Who knows, right? Like this is yeah. all. Yeah, it's it's it's. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, this really put a put a shake up and everything. And and who knows if, you know, like, is there a possibility that they push the Han Solo movie to December? You never know. You know. Yeah, I guess we'll see what happens with the filming. You know. Last word, and this is from like a day or two ago. Uh, Han Solo still on track. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know. I think Han Solo's on track, and I think Episode Nine's on track. Yeah. I I think I think everything's fine here now. We're all fine here. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, How I, are you? I I think I think they've got it figured out. I, I think I think Ron Howard's the the, the man to to get that done. Um, mm-hmm. uh, not that a woman couldn't have gotten it done as well, but right. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm the man to get it done, but <laughs> but uh, the person to get no, that fine. done. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, the only the, the really weird. Uh, the only other thing, you know, we've got Comic Con coming up this weekend. It's actually technically started tonight with preview night. Um, I've got we've got friends that are there, checking stuff out. Yeah. Um, and one of the things is that today, uh, Star Wars show revealed uh, a new a new aspect of of the Last Jedi. I'm gonna I'm gonna say spoiler warning if you don't care about spoilers which i don't know if i consider this a spoiler but um i 
if you care, if you do care about spoilers, skip over this section. Um, we'll, we'll probably only talk about it for a minute because it's not much to talk about. But uh, we're going to talk about it. Um, so you've been warned. Um, they revealed Kylo Ren's TIE fighter, which mm-hmm. we'd sort of seen. It's, it had kind of leaked, and there were a few um, rumors and that sort of thing going on, uh, around about it. But we got the official reveal of it, and it is the TIE silencer. Yes. I, I, and it it's... It's kind of a cross between the TIE Advanced and an Interceptor. But then mm-hmm. it's got... <clears throat> now, people are, are kind of talking about... Like, I, I, don't, know that, I don't know that people are, are really gelling with the, um, with the cockpit. Um, they're like, oh, I don't know why it's so angled and weird like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what I think it is. It's not a TIE Fighter cockpit. When I look at it, I see the Millennium Falcon with red windows, with oh, red yeah. windows. Good call. I just noticed that. Yeah. So that's what, like, that's where I'm seeing this. Is like this is a tie advanced with the Millennium Falcon's cockpit and mm-hmm. interceptor forks on the front. That's right. that's how you get this thing. You you put those three things together and you get it. Personally, I think it's a great design. I think it looks fantastic. Oh, I love it, man. Um, yeah, I think I think nasty. it's a crazy cool ship. I think yeah. what this points to is a showdown between uh, Kylo and maybe Poe. Not Poe. No. Finn. Oh, we Finn. See, okay. We see really? Finn in in a in a pilot's outfit, and oh, I yeah. think this yeah. is why. I think we're gonna see Finn in some sort of starship. Um, maybe it's an A wing. Maybe it's something new. Uh, I think it would be really cool. Really, really cool if it was a new ship that we haven't seen yet. Um, and yeah. uh, and we get a and we get a cool moment of the the two of them fighting fighting it out. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, nice. I there there were some Lego sets leaked uh, recently, um, and 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 so that you, you know there might be there might be some hints in that as well. But um, seen some new vehicles that way. But I, I don't want to talk about those because those were technically leaked, and if people want to go. Look yeah. for those spoilers contained therein. They can do so. But uh, makingstarwars.net is usually the best place to go find spoilers <laughs> if you're if you're into that sort of thing. Uh, against my better judgment, I go there all the time to look at stuff and see spoilers. It's so hard to not click, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, I, th- there's part of me that's like, just wait for the movie. And then there's a very, very big part of me that's like, no, I have to know now. <laughs> um, and it, that part usually wins. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's hard, man. You just, yeah. oh, I want to know just just a little, like just a little taste, you know. Come on, just a little bit. And then the next thing you know, click again, click again, click again. So yeah, yeah I, I, it's it's tough. Yeah, that, that tie fighter looks sick. Great call with the the front of it, and um, yeah, showdown. At least it looks like we're gonna see. It. I loved his, I loved his. Uh, I, I can't remember the name of the ship that he has in Force Awakens, but I thought that thing would look pretty darn cool too so. yeah his shuttle his shuttle yeah yeah and that's yeah, it the cockpit also awesome, reminds so. me of that because it's got that that yeah that angular in the red window yeah. but uh yeah yeah shoot man good stuff um shoot i guess that's it huh? anything else before we go no you know that that is it i uh, yeah yeah that was fun. um good times we're gonna be back next week uh with uh i don't know We'll see what I don't happens. know if there's going to be that much to talk about with. Yeah, Comic-Con. we'll see. But yeah. uh, but we're going to try. 
I never know. I never know. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm going to apologize here at the end of the, the episode for my voice. And, uh, I, it might sound like I'm cutting out from time to time. I've got like, I, I just got over a cold and <clears throat> I just have so much phlegm and it's just, it's hard to, <laughs> it's, all good. it's hard to get through it. But, yeah. um, so we should wrap up because I'm, it's starting to go. Okay. Uh, but uh, uh, thank you guys for listening. Like I said, yes. we'll be back. We're, we're, I don't know. I'm going to. I might call an audible on that if there's no news, but uh, yeah, but, we'll but, see what happens, right? We'll yeah, see what happens. Maybe, maybe yeah. we'll be back next week. Maybe we won't. Uh, if we are back next week, well, actually, you know what? We'll come back next week for sure with uh, a small episode at, okay. at in the least, because because uh, you know, even if there's no Star Wars reveals, maybe there's a different kind of reveal coming up okay. in the yeah. future for people to be excited about. Um, oh, that's and, right. Yeah. And okay. we'll definitely be back soon uh, with more Freemaker adventures as as we get closer to the end of July when that ramps back up, and uh, and and at some point I think in August um, we're gonna I'm gonna have an episode with Jonah Marie, uh, I, who has been on the podcast before, to talk about uh, Forces of Destiny, which um, you can go to the Disney YouTube channel and you can watch all the episodes now. Um, but the merch hasn't hit and I kind of want to talk about that as well. So that we're not just talking about the, the show kind of talk about everything. Mm -hmm. There's some stuff that's kind of coming out in drips and drabs. Um, so you can find some forces of destiny stuff out there, but I want to get my hands on some of those action figures and talk about it. And, and, uh, and so Joan Marie's going to come on. We're going to talk about the future of forces of destiny and star wars uh, uh from the from the female perspective so uh i'm looking forward to that uh looking forward to more freemaker uh looking forward to rogue one on netflix uh and yeah, as a matter it's of there. Fact, i'm gonna finish this i'm gonna finish this recording i'm actually gonna go cook some dinner and then uh and then sit down and watch rogue one tonight because uh i am I'm in bachelor mode. I've got the I got the house all to myself tonight. So Oh um, man. Yeah. So so Let I'm gonna enjoy go. myself some Star Wars and spaghetti. Yeah. That's my plan I for like the it. evening. I, I I suggest that everybody take some time this weekend uh for some Star Wars and spaghetti. I think it's a, I think it's a good way to spend your spend your weekend. Uh there but you uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars Rebels news by heading to rebelspodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast, and on Twitter, at rebelspodcast. Uh, you can also follow myself on Twitter. I'm at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. And you can follow Matt on Twitter, at the crankster. That is crankster with a K. Uh, yes. and, uh, and if you want to follow Thunderquack, you can do that as well by uh, following uh, uh, at Thunderquack Network, right? Is that it? Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure that's what it is. What's Thund yeah. Thunderquack Network? Yeah, Thunderquacknet. Sorry, at Thunderquacknet yeah. because Twitter only allows you to have so many characters. Um, right. That's a that's a new addition uh, to our to the rigmarole at the end. The other thing that's <laughs> new is I uh, go to iTunes and uh, give us a rating. Um, we we know that there's a lot of you guys listening, and we appreciate that. But uh, if you go to iTunes, give us a rating. Uh, write a review. It really helps other people find the podcast. Um, you can do that on iTunes. You can do that. I think you can give reviews on things like Stitcher as well. Um, so so where whatever you use to listen to the podcast, head over, give us a rating and a review. Um, <clears throat> share it with a friend. 
uh, and uh, and help us uh, take over the internet with uh, yeah. with my crackpot theories and Matt's sensible uh. commentary. Um, <laughs> 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 but uh, that uh, uh, if you like what you hear uh, on this podcast, you can you can check out more great podcasts in the Thunderquack Podcast Network by heading to thunderquack.com. Maybe check out Star Wars: The Saga Continues, uh, uh, where Tim and Kyle they talk about all the Star Wars news you need to know about. So so do that thunderquack.com to check out more stuff. And if you want to support us directly, you can do that by heading to store.thunderquack.com, picking up some merch. You can pick up a t-shirt. You can pick up a cell phone case, a throw pillow, maybe with a, with a, a rebels logo on it, uh, all sorts of stuff over there to check out. Um, and, uh, we appreciate everybody who supports us that way. If you want to support Thunderquack, you can also do that by heading to patreon.com slash Thunderquack. And, uh, you can, you get an exclusive podcast and you get access to the exclusive Thunderquack Facebook group where you can talk to Matt and myself and all of the Thunderquack hosts, uh, one-on-one about all sorts of geeky stuff. We're always having great conversations in there. Um, and it's getting bigger because as more people yeah. jump onto Patreon, that, that group grows. Conversations get better and better. So um, that community is growing slowly but surely, and we really love everybody over there, everybody who supports us. And the yeah. one tease I will give Thank you. is that this month's exclusive episode, uh, last month's was late and technically released in this month, but before this month is out, I will be recording a one-on-one interview with my co-host for the Rebels podcast. What? Matt, the Crankster Cranky. No way. So, Get yes. out of here. So uh, if you like listening to Matt and I talk and you want to know more oh, about man. what Matt, it makes Matt tick, which I know I, I do, uh, yeah. you can head over to patreon.com slash thunderquack and you can chip in your buck and you will get access to that episode when it goes live as well as the whole back catalog of, uh, of exclusive Thunderquack podcasts. So I, I look forward to that. Um, thank you guys for supporting us. We appreciate everybody who does. Yes, thank you. That is it for this week. Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. See you soon. 